think about it these last few moments. It won't be long. I am your pastor, me and my wife, uh, Lady Pastor Leticia. We uh, send our greetings, our prayers are always with each one of you. And we pray that you will take care of each other and the family of God. We welcome all of our friends and we welcome the wider body of Christ. And thank you for following all of our teaching. Our theme is wake up to the countdown to the rapture. And the wake up speaks of we must not be asleep, we must be alert, and we must know what is going on. And God has given us many, many signs and many, many uh, uh, warnings that the rapture is around the corner. Amen. Uh, The Bible says, uh, close in Revelation chapter 22, and it says, the spirit and the bride say, come. In other words, we must pick up what is the Spirit of God saying. Then the bride of Christ Jesus, who has the same DNA as Christ Jesus, will pick up that vibes what the Spirit is saying. And we will say, Amen, come Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We believe we are closer to the rapture than ever before. And we are longing for the coming of our Lord Jesus Because he will bring and set up righteousness and set up his kingdom in the earth. But in the meantime, we have work to do and we have a fight to fight and a war to to battle in. And God is calling us to be alert and to arm ourselves against all forms of deception. Tonight is part 11 of our teachings. And uh, tonight I will share with you 
of how the Antichrist spirit is deceptively working in the world, but especially in the church, and how to be able to see that spirit operating, and also how to avoid becoming a prey and becoming enslaved or ensnared by the spirit of the Antichrist. We have seen thus far that the spirit of the Great Tribulation, which will take place, the Great Tribulation, will start after the rapture of the church. But we have seen that the spirit of the Great Tribulation is already at work in the world and everywhere. It is God's loving warnings to, for, to, to before the full-blown great tribulation take place to give us warnings that we can see. If the spirit of the great tribulation is here, then it says the time for the rapture is very, very close. How did we show you that? We show you there are four horses in Revelation chapter 6 that will be released in the great tribulation. But those four horses are, are already released in the world. The four horses, the white horse, is where the Antichrist is riding on. And the Bible says a crown was given to that horse rider to conquer. And we see that is the spirit of the Antichrist. White, it comes as if it is Christ, but it is the false Christ. Okay, and then we see the horse after that, the red horse that takes away peace from the earth and brings violence into the world. Therefore, we see a search in crime, in violence, in murder. That is the red horse. Then we see the black horse, which speaks of famine and things will become expensive because they, that rider has a scale where we see today, whether it's bananas, whether it's fruit, it's all getting put on a scale. And it tells you that bread will become very expensive. Who could have thought that bread would cost more than 10 rand a loaf of bread? Okay, but it's all in that black horse. And then we see a green, sickly color, pale horse, which speaks of pestilence. Which, and this is what we are experiencing now, vir a virus, pestilence. And the Bible says, Hades, death, were following this rider. And we see people dying everywhere around the world because of this pandemic and this virus. It tells you those four horses that will be in full force release in the Great Tribulation, they are already here. It tells you how close the rapture must be. Wow. And our key scripture is Isaiah 21, before I pray. It's Isaiah 21, verse 11 and verse 12, where someone asks, Watchman, how far gone is the night? He repeats the question to the watchman. Watchman, how far gone is the night? I preach to you and teach you as a watchman, as a prophet, if, as someone who's not asleep but awake 
and know what's going on around us. But it's not everyone who will wake up. It's not everyone who want to take the warning signs. It will be the bride of our Lord Jesus Christ. The spirit and the bride say it's those who are born again and are living to be overcomers and part of the remnant. They will hear each letter to the seven churches in Revelations 2 and 3. It ends with he who has an ear. Let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. Amen. It's not everyone who has an ear. Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 that people will turn away their ear from sound doctrine because they want their ears to be tickled. They want uh, old wives' tales. They want uh, 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 stuff that is much uh, more pliable and make them happy and comfortable, but they won't tolerate sound doctrine. The Apostle Paul said they will find it irritating. They will find it disturbing. And many people are earth dwellers and world lovers who are in the church. They don't want to hear that Jesus is coming, that Jesus is at the door and what we must do in these last days. Hallelujah. So I'm teaching to you the warning signs of the spirit of the Antichrist. That's mainly what we will teach tonight. On Thursday, don't forget to tune in again, 6.36.30. It's Ascension Day, uh, this coming to 21st of May. Please tune in. And then I want to show you about the four winds that has, is being held back, but it's going to be released at the right time. And those four winds, uh, the Bible says it will be released after the remnant, the overcomers, has been marked out by God. God is busy now, as we will see at the end of our study, calling people out of Babylon. Amen. Calling people out of the system of the Antichrist, which is Babylon. Amen. And not everybody wants to leave Babylon, just as Daniel prayed for Israel to return back to Jerusalem. Uh, 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 the Bible says, after God answered his prayers by Cyrus that said they can go back, it was just a few Jews that left Babylon. The most of them felt they are very comfortable there and there's nothing attractive about Jerusalem. But we are marching to the spiritual Jerusalem. We are marching to Zion. But it's an upward march. Okay, are you ready for that? So don't, And I know also many of our own people, they don't have data because of the lockdown and not going to work and don't have uh, income. But I know and I ask you to please watch and listen on podcast, which is free, Edgar Michaels podcast. Please get that and all these teachings. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray your anointing on tonight's teaching. I pray for you, the help of the Holy Spirit. I pray to be clear and to be uh, 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 imparting your word to every person's life. 
May your word change us, change our lifestyle to become more attractive to Jesus and become better soldiers in the army of God. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, the teacher, speaking through me. I thank you. I submit myself, spirit, soul, and body to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just take a little bit of water. Let me remind you just two things. At the rapture, there's a difference between the rapture and the second coming. Amen. Very important for you to understand. At the rapture, Christ comes for the church. But at the second coming, Christ comes with the church. Another difference, at the rapture, he'll come in a twinkling of an eye. But at the second coming, every eye shall see him. Very important. Another difference, at the rapture, Christ comes in mid-heaven. Okay, the world won't see him. he just come in the sky. And we will be evacuated, caught up to the Lord to meet him in the air. Praise God. Amen. The last time the world saw Christ was when he was full of blood on the cross, full of spit, despised and rejected. That was the last time the world saw our Savior. Okay. And the second time they will lay eyes on him. It's when he set his foot on the Mount of Olives and in Jerusalem. And then they will see him in his glory and in his power. But then he has come with the bride. And we will have, have seven years of marriage feast in heaven while on the earth. There's seven years of great tribulation. So, uh, I repeat, at the rapture he comes for the church. At the second coming he comes with the church. At the rapture he comes in a twinkling of an eye. At the second coming he comes that every eye shall see. At the rapture he comes in mid-heaven. But at the second coming it comes to the earth. Never forget those differences. The Bible says a man of God, if he don't want to be ashamed one day, Paul says he must study to show himself a proof unto God. Not a proof to a Bible school or to mankind, but a proof unto God. So that he might not become a worker a workman that will one day be ashamed, but that he has the ability to rightly divide the word of truth. Be careful for anyone who cannot divide the Holy Scriptures, the 66 books, in these three categories. The book is, all the Bible is for the church. But not the whole Bible is about the church. Amen. These three groups, 
you need to divide the scriptures to the church, to the nations, and to Israel. That is vital. The great confusion going on in the church, the misinterpreting of scriptures, the coming to false doctrines as conclusions, it's because of not studying to show yourself a proof unto God, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. So the Bible is like a, bread, a loaf of bread. You must divide it in three parts. Very, very vital. That is anyone who study hermeneutics. Hermeneutics is how to interpret scripture. That is a vital key. In hermeneutics, which I teach for over 12 years to our students and also to our church. Amen. What we share with my church, it's meat. It's Amen. You cannot all the time become strong and soldiers if you only drink milk and if you only serve cream crackers and mari biscuits. Man, you won't get developed strong muscles. You must get children of God to develop spiritual teeth. Amen. So that they can eat solid meat. Let me get into our teaching tonight. Hallelujah. <clears throat> it's so important that you realize that, that you, you need to do everything not to get deceived. Amen. In fact, the, the great, what do you think, what, will, what is the greatest deception? I mean, uh, 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 the greatest or worst thing that can happen to a human being is to go to hell. I think you agree with me. But it's, um, it, it, it's maybe bad, but not so bad if you know now you are on your way to hell. But what is worse than going to hell? Do you know that? Is to be under the impression that you are on your way to heaven and then you end up in hell. Therefore, it is so vital that you don't be deceived. In Matthew chapter 24, last time I showed you, four times when they asked Jesus, what will be the sign of your coming? When will the end be? Four times he warned him, don't be misled. The first words that came from his mouth was, the King James Version says, don't be deceived. Why does he repeat this four times? It's because there will be great deception in the last days. In fact, Revelation 12, the Bible called the dragon the deceiver of the whole world. Amen. And the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 2, when he spoke about the Antichrist, the false prophet, he said, first words was, don't be deceived. Because before he will be revealed, Paul says, there will come a great falling away from the Christian faith. I will show you now later on, the great falling away are be, be, uh, by those who are so-called believers, counterfeit Christians, unbelieving believers, 
churches that are not preaching the full gospel, the cross, okay, will accumulate lots of people that will even become prey to the Antichrist and turn even against the true believers that are overcomers and are, rem- are part of the remnant, they will attack such believers. They will feel we are fanatics. This, we, are, we are sold out. We are over the top. There's something wrong with us. Okay, that will come from the so-called believers. So here we go. First, let me give you four scriptures in the book of John. Okay, first John. That will tell you John is the main writer and warner of the Antichrist. Okay, even in John chapter 5 verse 43, Jesus said, you don't believe me. I can't come in the name of my father, but you will receive another person that will come in his own name. Another means, the Greek word is alos, which means the uh, uh, one of the same kind, he will look the same like me, okay. And Jesus was pointing to the Jews that you will receive the false Christ, you will receive the Antichrist because you don't want to receive me, okay. And even he will be like Judas, the Bible says, like the son of perdition. But let me read to you. The clear warnings, four scriptures, two comes out, uh, three comes out of 1 John and the one out of 2 John. And here we go and I will show you how can you see the spirit of the Antichrist. Okay, 1 John chapter 2, I'm reading from verse 18. Children, I'm reading verse 18, 1 John chapter 2 verse 18. Children, it is the last hour. And just as you heard, that Antichrist is coming. That's the person. The Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have arisen. Do you see that? Many Antichrists even now have arisen. From this we know. That it is the last hour. Amen. I'll read further now. Do you see that the Bible speaks of the last days. But hours are shorter than days. In other words, we are now busy sharing with you. Not what will happen in the last days. But in the last hour. Later on, I will read to you in 1 Timothy chapter 4, where he even shortened the hour, and he will say, in the latter times, okay, in the last times. In other words, we have moved from the last days to the last hour, and then to the last times. Wow, what a shock. Amen. So how do you know we are in the last hours? Because the spirit of the Antichrist will be very, very much active. And we read, here is the spirit 
part of the spirit of the Antichrist in verse 19. They, the many Antichrists, the many Antichrists, they went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out in order that it might be shown that they all are not of us. Wow. Do you know, I know many people that have been with true believers, a solid church where you fed the people, where you take care of the people. You've counseled them in their marriage and with their children. And then they leave the church because they give lots of trouble in the church. Cause clicks, cause division, because they are not truly born again. And when they leave, they don't leave the church that they come from alone now. No, they attack such a church. They go venomly against such a church. They try to break up the church. The apostle John says, this are, these are the people who are the Antichrist. Anti means against Christ. These people are like if they cannot help themselves, whether they are months away, they must still be in contact with the people in a healthy, the healthy, the strong church. And they will try still to show division, problems, and try to break up the church, attack the pastor. These are the dogs, Jesus said. These are the pigs, Jesus said. I get that out of Matthew chapter 7, where Jesus said, Jesus says, He says, He says, be careful that you don't give the pearls and the treasures to dogs and to pigs, to swines, because they will turn around. And tear you to pieces. These are the so-called believers. And they gather themselves together. In such churches. That becomes enemies. Of the true church. Of the born again people. And such pastors like such people. To hear sting stories. About other men of God. And other houses of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Edgar Michaels has his fair share of that. Hallelujah. You know what it tells me? It tells me we are a true church. That we are true men of God. Because the what is the, what is the word Antichrist? What does it mean? Anti, I told you. Means against Christ. And the work of Christ. And also. It means in the place of Christ. In other words. They want to take the place of Christ. You know I'm even. i even scared that such people. Might even. Move to, to, to the boundary. Of sinning against the Holy Spirit. Because they want to say. 
the work that they left, the church that they left, and the man of God, they want to say that's not the Spirit of God working in him or the Spirit of God working in such a church. They are saying that, that, is, the, that is the Spirit of the devil. And that's exactly what Jesus warned the people when they said he's doing this work by the Spirit of Beelzebub. Then he said, you can, you can be forgiven for blaspheming me or blaspheme my father. But if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, such sin won't be forgiven in this life, nor in the life to come. Such power has the spirit of the Antichrist. It utterly blinds people that they become dogs. They are dogs. And they are pigs. And they revel in dirt. And he, like a dog, you could have washed him. He runs around after he's been washed. Where he rolls around in the field, there you can be sure it stinks. These people live from stink stories. They want to hear the filth. You can have a pig in your house for, for two months. Wash with a red ribbon around his neck. And you can befriend him. He's like a child. But if you forget one day to close the door behind you, you will find him in the mud. Such as the spirit of the Antichrist. People that have been in the church. But when they leave, they're in the mud. They're in the dirt. Fully. Fully. And they are not at peace in the dirt. They attack the Christ. Wow. Now, the Bible says, verse 20, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you, and, you, and you know all. You know what does that mean? This, if I give you later on, or in next week, or Thursday, the keys to avoid deception, this is one of the keys. There is something in you which is an anointing. That will warn you, even while you fellowship with such so-called believers, you feel, I don't feel comfortable with this person. I don't know if this person is saved. The person might dress beautifully. They might look very, very, very attractive. But the anointing will be like a little alarm, a red light in you to warn you. That's the first scripture. Isn't it powerful? The spirit of the Antichrist. Now listen to the second scripture, verse 22. 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. Who is the liar? Wow. <laughs> yeah, what's a, what a warning. The apostles have harsh words. Powerful, aggressive words when it comes to the Antichrist. Who is the liar? But the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Wow, let me read further. This is the Antichrist. The one who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. The one who confesses the Son has the Father also. Wow, clear words. Let me ponder and unpack a little bit. Who, verse 22. 
who is the liar. In other words, Satan, the spirit of the Antichrist, is a lying spirit. Okay? It's a terrible thing to discover after you put all your trust in something. Like many have put their trust in pyramid schemes. Many have put their money in these things. At the end they discover my thousands of rands are down the drain. They have lied to me. How sad it is if you bought a ring and you thought it is gold. And you've paid for the value of the gold. And after a few months you see. But this was not gold at all. All that glitter is not gold, they say. This is the liar. The Antichrist is the spirit of lies. And John 8 verse 44, write it down please. And today it's not Pharisees. John 8 verse 44. Today it is those in the church who are leaders. That don't preach against sin. That don't preach that you must take up your cross. That don't preach that you must repent and turn from the world. That preach a very, very nice gospel. John 8 verse 44, Jesus said to the Pharisees, You are of your father the devil. Because he was a man slaughterer, a murderer from the beginning. And he don't stand for the truth. But he is a father of lies. And you are believing his lies. And he says, because I am of the truth, you don't believe me. I tell you, if you want truth, you must pay a price for the truth. Proverbs 23 verse 23 says, buy truth and don't sell it. No, people don't want to hear the truth today. They want to hear nice stuff. People don't, they don't put up with the truth. But it's the truth that will set you free. Hallelujah. But the truth is a price tag. You have to pay to walk in the truth. It's not knowing about the truth. It's living the truth. Proverbs 23 verse 23. Buy truth and don't sell it. Many have for a while taken up the truth and then they sell it. Because they feel, no, this don't make me popular. Those, this don't draw the attention of people. This don't cause our church to grow. So they sell the truth. Man, Jesus says to the Pharisees, you are of your father the devil. He is a murderer. The devil like wars. The devil like this virus. Because it takes people in their masses to yell. And even if you don't take them to yell. In, 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 through death. They will, you will accumulate them in dead churches. Where there's dead. Because Satan is the god of death. Wow, you understand? But he says, he is the father of lies. Verse 22, who is the liar? But the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. You know what Jews don't believe is the Christ. So we can see 
among the Jews, the spirit of the Antichrist working powerfully. But thank God that there are thousands of Messianic Jews. And even it's a sign, as I taught you in, the, in these subjects in the past, that when the veil is removed from the Jewish people, and their eyes open up the, we- the veil of blindness, and they see Jesus is the Messiah, and they are accepting Him, even rabbis are accepting Him in their droves today. Then Paul says, the mystery that's over the, over the eyes of the Jews, it's being removed. Then Paul says, it's near the fullness of the Gentiles. The times of the Gentiles, it's up. It's time that the Lord return to Israel, the people that gave birth to him. Wow, came to his own, his own did not receive him. But as many as receive him, to give them, he give the right to be sons of God. My Lord. Amen. Here it says, they don't recognize Jesus as the Christ. Let me tell you, Islam also don't recognize him. As this is the spirit of the Antichrist. Even the next v- sentence tells you that Islam fall under this too. But not only they, many others fall under this. Even here you will see there are many in the church that are not Trinitarians. The word is not in the Bible Trinitarian, but it means God is three persons. One God, but three persons. Not three influences. Not one person like the Brenamites, the Jesus only. Oh, preach and teach that uh, 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 there's only one person in the it is Jesus and then he, Jesus revealed him as a father Jesus revealed him as a son Jesus revealed himself as the Holy Spirit no the Bible speaks of three persons one God God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit anybody who don't believe that that's the Spirit of the Antichrist. Even Jehovah Witnesses. They don't believe that at all. They believe Jesus is a God. Hey, They've changed John 1 verse 1 and 2. They've changed it in their Bibles. They've got their own kind of Bible. And where it says in the beginning was the word which is Jesus Christ. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And he was in the beginning with God. They change it to a God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Hey, what a warning. Verse 22. Who is the liar? But the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist. The one who denies the Father and the Son. Does Islam recognize? No. Do uh, uh, the Brenamites uh, 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 acknowledge this? No. No. They don't believe this. Okay. Okay. I'll show you later on. There's even cults and people that don't believe Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. Okay. Where do I get that? First Timothy chapter 2. There's only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. 
Wer ist with uh, uh, the Roman uh, uh, Catholic Church falls out? Because they believe, no, you must come through Mother Mary to God. No, there is only one mediator. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Even the new apostolic believe you must come through the priests to God. Or you must come through their church. They are the only church that can. I was in a, a, at a funeral of a person and the, the, at the new apostolic. And the priest exactly says, this man. He don't think this man is going to heaven. Because he never accepted our church. As if the church is a, medi a mediator between God and man. Be careful for any church that tells you. You can only get to heaven through us. That is the spirit of the way. Are we in animosity to again? No. We love people that Jehovah witness. We love those who are new apostolics, Brennamites, or, or, or Jesus only, or people that are in these slave houses that need deliverance and come to Jesus. My brothers, the Antichrist is taking people to hell in their messes. In their messes. Just follow the verse again, verse 22. Who is the liar, but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. The one who denies the Father and the Son. Do you see that? And the Son. Verse 23. Whoever. It doesn't matter if he, he drives uh, the best car. Or lives in the most expensive house. And wear the most expensive suits. And the buildings are of high quality. It, uh, whoever, verse 23 says, denies the Son, does not have the Father. On the dome in Jerusalem, where Solomon's temple stood, there's a, 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 a Muslim a, a mosque, a dome. Three, two times it's written there, God don't need a Son. My Lord, when I was at school at Kensington High, even one of my closest friends was a Muslim and he died tragically after having two children that were married. And whenever I speak about him, it brings tears to my heart because we love each other so much. But I told him, Yusuf, you must be born again. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Wow, I stood strong and tall on high school. Many a time, some of them said, Edgar, come out that, I, that, uh, that we fight. I, wanna, I want to hurt you. But I said, I love you. I care for you. I want you to be safe. I remember one day, I walked into as a young man on a Friday evening with my, uh, on my jersey. I had a bed, Jesus is Lord. I walked into the shop in Hanover Park. The shop was full. And the man behind the counter, uh, Mr. Parker, I found it afterward. He shouted there, you young man, Jesus is not Lord. And he was a Muslim. I said, sir, if you can convince me he's not Lord, I will become a Muslim. But if I convince you, Jesus is Lord, you must become a Christian. He wanted to fight the, the people, the sinners in the shops. He said, for tell on pastor, brother. I said, no, this is not a 
contest. Months after that, I went to go preach in Kensington. I was early at the, at the, uh, for the church, so I went into another shop here in Kensington to buy myself a cool drink. Here, Mr. Parker, the same Parker was behind the counter. He's got a, a, a shop in Kensington too. And it was only me alone. He looked at me, smiled. I smiled. I drank my cool drink. When I put the cool drink bottle on the counter, I said, Mr. Parker, we know each other. Jesus is Lord. You must be born again. Man, let us love all kinds of people and love them so much to speak the truth to them. Okay, verse 23. Whoever denies the Son and does not, does not have the Father, the one who confessed the Son has the Father also. Let's look at First John chapter 4, please. Hallelujah. Verse 14. Verse 4, chapter 4 from verse 1. 1 John chapter 4, yes, our th third verse. And then I'm going to give you a fourth one, which is very vital. And then tonight I want to close by giving you pictures in the scripture that will sum up the spirit of the Antichrist. It's very more, far more easier to remember something if it's in picture form. Hallelujah. Amen. 1 John chapter 4 from Verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. How can we test the spirits? When somebody speaks, when somebody say what he believes in, then you see this is the spirit of the Antichrist. Look what it says. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Uh, yeah, they are false prophets. People that claim they are servants of God, but they are false prophets. How do we know, Pope, uh, the Apostle John? Verse 2. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Can I tell you in a nutshell... To mean to come means he existed before he became a human being. Amen. If a spirit don't believe in the pre-existence of Christ before he became a human being, that spirit is the Antichrist. Do you hear me? If somebody don't believe in the eternal sunset as the Father is eternal, the Holy Spirit is eternal. Nobody created Jesus. Jesus Christ is eternal. Jehovah Witness don't believe that at all. And many others. How do we know this man speak by the Spirit of God? What does John says? He says there, every spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ has come. In the flesh. Is not from God. But if it confess. He came. In the flesh. Wow. Verse 3. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus. Is not from God. Can I tell you. Any spirit that don't confess Jesus as Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Will tell you. Any spirit. 
You can only confess Jesus as Lord by the Spirit of God. I'm quoting 1 John chapter 12. Any spirit that does not exalt Jesus as Lord is not from God. Any Christian book, any Christian music that degrade or hide away Jesus Christ is not from God. Even if the lyrics, it's nice and wonderful, the beat is wonderful, even if the book is, is, is uh, the wording and the English is solid and, and, and of a high caliber, even if it's the biggest brains, if it degrades the Lord Jesus Christ and don't exalt Him, not as Jesus, but as Lord. Amen. That is the spirit of the Antichrist. Further on, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist of which you have heard that it is coming and now it is already in the world. Do you see that? It's already in the world. You are from God, little children, and, over, and have overcome them. Do you see? Those who are born again will overcome the spirit of the Antichrist. Because inside those who are born again is a little light that will tell you this is the truth or this is not the truth. Even you, and it, he speaks of a, an alarm that's subjective. It's beyond knowledge. It's while you speak to somebody, he looks as a Christian, he speaks as a Christian. His behavior is like a Christian, but inside of you. Some warning light will go off and say, be careful, be careful for this person. Until later on you find out something more, then you will say words like this, I want to say something is not right with this person. What do you want to say? It's only now that your head picks up what this anointing inside of you. Was warning you all the time. Wow. Here we see. The, you little children have overcome them. Because greater is he who is in you. Than he who is in the world. Many of those even who left our church. That are now attacking us. I always had this feeling. Inside of me. Don't trust. This person. And it's proven right. And these were people that want position also. These were people that want to be on the church council. Because they. So, but man. They can even be tough preaching. Even against preaching like this. They go underground for a while. And after a while. Yeah they give the same trouble. As Bishop Dag taught us. Who is a medical doctor too. He says a snake can stay for 10 and more years. On one spot. In your house. Or somewhere. And a snake moves alone. And there are many snakes. In the church. They move alone or they move with their type and they cause problems and everyone must be careful for them and tiptoe around them and you preach also. They dominate your preaching if you are a compromiser. They are antichrist. These are devils. We need to raise the standard and preach the truth 
so that the dogs can go and the pigs can go. And many times you will see as Second Peter chapter 2, the last verse says, they will go and eat up their own vomit and wallow in the mire. They want the dirt and the filth and the wrong stories. And the people, the pastors that accumulate them, want to hear the stories. Want, they want the filth. False prophets in sheep's clothing. Jesus says, wolves dress like sheep. He says, you will know them, not by their gifts, but by their fruit. What a warning. I'm reading here, verse 4, and you have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world. And the world listens to them. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Anybody who cannot submit to the new Bible apostles teachings. It's the spirit of error. Wow. Second John, please. A very, very, please don't miss this. This is a very important scripture. Wow. Amen. Give me 15 more minutes because I had a long introduction. So I want to teach an hour. Praise God. Amen. Can I make a joke? Somebody said uh, you can preach about. Oh, what a shock. Jesus prayed. Jesus was disappointed that his disciples could not pray for one hour. Many preach uh, 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 lesser than they pray even. Amen. You need to pray. You need to seek the face of the second John. A very, very important scripture. Hallelujah. I'm reading second John. I cannot say chapter what, but let's read. Yeah, from verse 7. Amen. I'm going to read the whole passage and then I'm going to give you the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. The word doctrine, the modern translations has put a teaching, but it should be doctrine. Okay? Doctrine means immovable facts. Doctrine means you cannot alter it. And because doctrine has become a dirty word in the church today, because people want unity at the cost of doctrine. In my next teaching, I will show you with who you can fellowship if they have at least seven doctrines, eight doctrines in place. Okay? Praise God. The, the others, God can sort out Along the way, but you can fellowship with them. Okay, but if they don't have those eight doctrines, you cannot have fellowship with such people. And I will give you that next week. But first, let us read Second John chapter verse 7. Hallelujah. For men, do you see there, whenever it comes to the Antichrist, it's always a warning against deception. I said, who is the liar? Jesus said, in John 24, four times, don't be deceived. 
Paul warned in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 when it comes to the Antichrist, don't be deceived. Here John starts his second letter, verse 7. For many deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the Antichrist. Do you see that? Watch yourselves. What is our theme for these few weeks? Awake. Watch to the countdown of the rapture. Hey, here it says, watch yourselves. That you might not lose what you have accomplished. But that you may receive a full reward. My brothers and sisters. uh, Let me warn you. There are many who will be deceived. That will think they are going to heaven. And then they will end up in hell. Those are the dogs. The swines. The self will. The strong will. The rebellious, who are goats. They are not sheep, they are goats. Men, and when they leave a church, after giving big trouble in the church, they will attack the church. But here, the bar- and they will end up, because they are not born again, they will end up in hell. But this warning in this verse says, Work that you get a full reward. Because there are others who are born again. That will be deceived. And sidetracked. And go about works for God. That are dead works. Wasting their time. Living worldly Christians. Who live for the attention. And the impressions of the world. They will lose their full reward. Now verse 8. Very important. Verse uh, verse 9. Anyone who goes too far. I like the King James Version. Says the proper word. Anyone who transgresses. Transgress means to knowingly go wrong. Okay. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ. Does not have God. Do you see? I'm going to give you now eight points to show you what is the doctrine of Christ. Amen. Eight immovable facts about Christ that you, anyone who in the, this area, he does not have God. John speaks bluntly and clearly. Okay. Anyone who transgresses. And does not abide in the doctrine of Christ. Does not have God. The one who abides in the doctrine. He has both. Do you see that word both? Both the father and the son. If anyone comes to you. And does not bring this doctrine. Do not receive him into your house. And do not give him a greeting. For the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. Hey, anyone who even with them, God speed. God bless you. You are, by saying God bless you, you participate with his evil works. 
Man, what, what, what a shock. Man, let me give you what is the doctrine of Christ. Please write down. Number one, you must believe in Christ's pre-existence. In other words, that he was with God before he became a human being. John 1 verse 1 will tell you that. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word uh, 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 became flesh. Verse, uh, verse 14 will say, the Word that was with God in, in the beginning. What beginning, Pastor Edgar? The beginning before Genesis 1 verse 1, where the Bible starts, in the beginning God that God, the word is Elohim, that word God. It means a plural uh, uh, God. It means three in one. Wow. Do you hear me? When God made us even in his image, he made every human being is a three in one being. We are spirit, soul, and body. We've been made in the image and the likeness of God. So the first fact that you must believe in the doctrine of Christ is is pre-existence. Number two. Is virgin birth. He was not born like any other human being. By a man. Through a man and a woman that came together. And, and, and produce a baby. No. Because otherwise Christ would have been a sinner. Because sin is in the blood. Okay. Leviticus 17 will tell you. The life of a man is in the blood. Okay, and the blood of the baby, uh, the seed comes from the man. Therefore, Christ was, was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So he's holy. So you believe in his pre-existence, his virgin birth. Number three, his sinless life. That he lived without committing any sin. Just one scripture for that. There are many others. First, 2 Corinthians 5 verse, verse 21 says, He who knew no sin. 5 verse 21. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. He who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the third fact of the doctrine of Christ is sinless life. Number three. Number four. His substitutionary death. Hey, there's this, this religion of the Middle East that says Christ died just like any prophet as a martyr because for his righteousness they killed him, whatever. And then they come afterwards and say, no, he wasn't dead. He just fell in a coma and all of that. No! Hey, that's an attack. Of, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. Hey, so... Christ, number four, his substitutionary death means he died in the place of sinners. He paid the price for sin. Amen. And then number five. Is it number five? Number five, his bodily resurrection. Amen. Praise God. He was dead and he was resurrected by God. And then number six. His ascension, his bodily ascension. Hallelujah. And then number seven. Hey, that is at the right hand of God the Father now. Being our great intercessor. 
and high priest. Hallelujah. Is that number seven? Number eight. That is coming back. Amen. At the rapture and the second coming. And it's number nine. That he will be the judge of the righteous and the sinners. Hallelujah. That is the doctrine of Christ. Anyone, Second John says, that comes to you not with this doctrine. He says, don't open your door of your house to him. But he must be a transgressor. Because I have let such people come into my house. I speak to them. And after they, after they don't accept it. I says now you are a transgressor. Okay. You are a tra- transgressor. So from now onwards this scripture applies to you. I cannot welcome you. And I cannot even now give you the Lord's blessing. And say. God bless you. Because what you are carrying, the message, it's evil and it is dangerous. My Lord, may God help us. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed? Praise the Lord. The doctrine of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I think I'm going to close here. Let me read this again. Because this is on a very alarming Serious note that we close tonight. Praise God. Can I read this, these verses again to you? Please tell others to follow this teaching on podcast, Facebook, or invite others because what we're going to say on Thursday and the weeks following, it's very, very, very important. But it's for those who are overcomers and a remnant that got appetite Because Paul says in the last days they will accumulate for themselves teachers after their own desires and will turn away their ear from the truth and will give themselves to false teachings. May God have mercy on us. Hey, let me, before I read this, please read there for us by your own selves. 1 Timothy chapter 4 where he says it's the last Times. I open up by telling you we get the last days and this when the spirit of the Antichrist is around it's the last hour and First Timothy chapter 4 will tell you it's the last times and he said, Paul says I hear expressly the spirit saying to me that people will believe in the last days doctrines of demons in other words it's doctrines that demons took the scripture and work a doctrine out for people to believe. My Lord, help us. Okay, I'm reading to you verse 7 of Second John. Oh, and then we close. For many deceivers have gone out into the world. Verse 7 says, Those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves that you might not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward. The first thing you must be careful that you are really born again. If you're really born again, heaven is your home. Then secondly, John says in the scripture, be careful that you get a full reward. Don't be sidetracked. 
Don't be misled and waste your time but so that you can get a full reward. Verse 9. And anyone, do you see these specific, explicit words? Anyone who does not, who goes too far, or anyone who transgresses, does, uh, anyone who transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ, does not have God. Does not have God. And the one who abides in the doctrine, he has both the Father and the Son. Do you see both? Verse 10. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, anyone, do not receive him into your house. You say, Pastor, that's insulting. Listen to me. Your relationship on the earth is far less important. In your relationship with God. Okay. Do not receive him into your house. And do not give him a greeting. Or say God bless you. For the one who gives him a greeting. Participate in his evil deeds. May God help us. And please be tuned in. Tuesday coming. And I'll give you those pictures. That makes it easier to see. Where does the deceptions lie? And then I give you seven keys how to avoid deception. You will be safe if you follow those seven keys. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Is there anyone who want to give his life to the Lord Jesus? Somebody that say, Pastor, I want to be delivered from the spirit of the Antichrist. Pastor, please don't play with truth. When truth comes like this to you, you must, you must immediately react because the spirits of deception after this teaching will attack you because they want to enslave and keep you a prisoner. But please be delivered and set free from this spirit of deception. I've seen it too much. How many people like this with the spirit of the Antichrist visited our church. They were interested, come twice, thrice. And after a while I can see they're gone and they go on as if nothing has happened. Please, when the Holy Spirit convict you, react quickly. Let's pray this prayer. Lord, if you want to give your life to Jesus. Lord Jesus, I give to you my life, my spirit, my soul and my body. Forgive me all my sins. Wash me in your precious blood. Lord Jesus Christ, I am a sinner. I am lost. But tonight, I turn away from my sin. I turn away from this ungodly world. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus Christ, forgive me all my sins. Wash me in your precious blood. Thank you, thank you for making me a child of God and giving me eternal life in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus Christ, I want to serve you and be free from all deception. Deliver me from the spirit of the Antichrist and from all demonic powers. I embrace you as my Lord and my life.
I will work for you. I will be a servant unto you. And I will bring you joy and make your heart happy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, that I am a part of the family of God. I am an overcomer. I am a winner. I want to be part of the remnant in Jesus' name. Amen. After the song, receive the blessing of the Lord. Think about it these last few moments. It won't be long. of the Lord our God. I bless you in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob, he bless you. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, may his anointing rest upon you. And may you listen to the anointing that is within you, And may God's angels protect you. God be with those who suffer in hospital. Those who have lost loved ones. Bring all of them to Jesus Christ and comfort them. Bless out Africa, our nation. Bless our president. Bless the church of the living God. The Lord bless you in Jesus' blessed name.